We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Kadeem, when I first met you, I saw you. You were beautiful. You looked like a princess. I thought our romance would be powered by Disney, and I was wrong. Deadass? <laughs> Deadass. It was not a fairy tale. Damn you fairy tales for making things sound like they were going to be one way and they ain't. Well, it's safe to say that you and I have been divorced and remarried several times throughout the course of our relationship. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. All right, guys, so I'm going to take you guys back to a time. This is probably one of the darkest times in Kadeen and myself, our relationship. Um, it was right after we were married, and Kadeen and I were struggling financially. We had just moved back to Brooklyn, and the recession was here. We were living in an apartment. We were having disagreements about our living situation and the wedding. And this is after the wedding. Buyer's remorse. Yes, we had we had <laughs> sure. bu- we had definitely had buyer's remorse. For sure. So it got to a point um we had just had Jackson and we were not seeing eye to eye and we discussed possibly not being together. And it got to a point where we were just like um how would we survive together in the house but not be married because neither one of us wanted to leave Jackson. And We couldn't figure out a way to make it work legally or make it work for us emotionally. And uh, we just started to grow apart. And I cheated. Loving you is like a battle. Hey. That's the truth. Hey. And we both end up with scars. Mm. Tell me who I have to be. You did oh, you man. did that. You did that, oh, baby. Man. I you felt did that, that one in my soul. You did it that. It was too bad Lauren was in my ear because she had me like gassed up like I sounded good. But no, you sounded good. I, I heard too bad you. we I can't play y'all. her. We can't play her alone. You sounded good. You sounded good. <laughs> you sounded good. You sounded good. Don't try to gas me up. It's fine. It's fine. No, I just I, I felt that song because it's yes. almost like, you know, she talks about love. Is this just a silly game that forces you to act this way? No, nah, it's not a game. It's, it's Forces life. you to scream my name, then pretend that you can't stay. It's life. <laughs> That's just it's what life. it is, though. It's, it's the life. cycle of, you know, being together, breaking up, getting back together. But what the sad part is, is that as a child, you look at relationships and they only show you the fairy tales. And if someone makes a mistake or makes a poor decision, because I don't ever say that I make mistakes. This is one thing that I've learned. I don't ever say that I make mistakes. I made a decision. And if the decision doesn't work with what your alignment is for your life, then for other people, it may seem like a mistake. But no, I made that decision and I got to own it. Hmm. So I made, I'm I made a to decision. Hear, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you no. off. I'm interested to hear what our expert today is going to say about that because yes. well, introduce that was something that... Um, our expert. Yeah, yeah, that was something that I was kind of like, all right, when you told me you made the choice and not a mistake, it kind of made me think like, hmm, you were very aware of what you did and there was a reason yes. behind it. So I kind of got a little bit more respect for that. Versus you just saying, ah, I just And I want to explain myself. I want to hear what the yeah. expert thinks. No, wanna... for sure, for yes. sure. All right. In the house today, we have with us Melissa Dumas. 
Melissa is a licensed marriage and family therapist with over 15 years of experience in psychotherapy. She runs her own practice, You Help You, where she specializes in guiding clients through the complexities of overcoming emotional and physical trauma. She also helps clients of all ages deal with grief, relationship issues, parenting, transitions in life, family conflict, self-esteem. But you have a whole lot that you yeah, help people through. that's a long through. paragraph. Like, y'all, you going to read everything that's on there? My question is, do you have a therapist? for yourself, sis. Absolutely. A All therapist right must have a therapist. I, of course. I, I've heard that before and I didn't know if it was actually true, but it makes sense because if you're helping people unpack so many things about their life, I'm sure that can be pretty heavy. Absolutely. It can yes. be heavy. Well, thank you for coming in today. This is it's a heavy sure. topic for us. It is. It's a heavy topic. And I felt that Lauren Hill song. I'm still in it. Yeah, I needed a couple sis. candles. You know, I was, <laughs> no. I was in the zone. A hug, you <laughs> a know, hug, all that yes. good stuff. So in this episode, we're talking about loosely um, infidelities, past transgressions, and how we were able to get through it. And these are questions that Devon and I have gotten so many times right. from people, men and women, because we've openly spoken about the fact that we've been together for 18 years, since we were 18 years old, actually. Yes. So... Within the course of our relationship, we've naturally had moments where either he's had a transgression or I have had one where we were able to work through it. Right. And um, we both get questions. I get questions from men like, yeah. you know, has Kadena ever cheated? And if she has, would you ever take her back? And how did you take her back? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I get the how do you regain trust? Right. You know, or how were how was Deval able to like trust you again after that? Um, because sometimes too, I think there's a difference also between men and women. You know, yeah. men will cheat and then women will take them back. But if a woman cheats, it's like, right. oh, she's damaged right. goods now. Right. She's for the homies. She's for the bros. She's for these streets, and that's it. Um, so yeah, we wanted to really unpack more so, not necessarily details about what has happened in our transgressions, but more so how we were able to speak about it, um, move forward from it, and mm-hmm. be able to regain that healthy relationship that we once had or we, we want to continue to have. Right. Um, so can you tell us a little bit maybe about yourself, just in your own words, and a little bit of um, you know what you do on a day-to-day basis? Right, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, I do have my own private practice called You Help You. It's located in Southern California. And through my practice, I do work with individuals that have experienced um, some sort of trauma. I also help individuals heal from grief and loss. And I also work with couples. And the work that I do with couples a lot of times is relationship satisfaction and or it's, you know, things of infidelity, wanting to come in and talk about it and to rebuild their marriage. Um, And that is work that I enjoy. I enjoy helping couples to build what I call their marriage 2.0 because looking at the marriage that may have had some transgressions or um, some challenges, we are now rebuilding a new marriage. We're not starting over from the marriage that we had before or the relationship that we had before. Mm, That's interesting, marriage 2.0. Do you find that the same couples come in maybe for like a 3.0 or a 4.0? Like, is this something that you have revealed visiting, you know, clients that come in with the same kind of issues that maybe have to rehash for a second or third time? Usually that same issue is boils down to communication. Right. It's not always infidelity, but it's always, okay, we're having communication challenges gotcha. again. All right, let's revisit that. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's funny you talk about marriage 2.0. This is part of the reason why we're having a, a vow renewal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, to get back to story time, yes. part of the reasons why we ended up having such a hard time in our marriage was because of how we got married mm-hmm. and the way everything happened. It wasn't on a strong foundation. Right. So we were trying to build in our marriage while being in our marriage. And I feel like, you know, I've stumbled and we both had to try to find ways to kind of regroup and mm-hmm. get back to what the the right way to do things are. So, Melissa, I'll take you back to where we were when I told Kadeen that mm-hmm. I cheated. We were at home and, like I said, I, I'm really, you know, I'm an open book. Like, I never hide my phone. She always has access to my phone. Mm -hmm. And at the time where I was working, um, one of my coworkers texted me. And he had texted me something lewd, Mm -hmm. you know, about the young lady. And I didn't know he was texting me, but my phone was dinging. And Kadeen was just like, you know, your phone's ringing. I was like, well, tell me who it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then she picks up the phone and then she sees the text message. The reason why I'm not disclosing everything because I don't want to involve outside parties. That's this is about Kadeen and yeah. I, so I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm being vague, and I don't want. I want to tell a story, but there's outside parties that mm-hmm. may not be asking for this to be public knowledge. So when she saw the text message, she comes to me and she's just like, "Hey, um, did you sleep with so and so?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I didn't bat an eye. She didn't mm-hmm. bat an eye. And this is when I started to realize that I had made a decision, not a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, I felt like I wanted to get caught. 
so I can tell her why I did it. Right. It was almost like I was feeling this way and I needed to tell you and show you what it, what you did to me made me want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel bad about it. And I wanted to have a discussion with it. So we sat down and she cried and she was like, why? And we talked about our differing sex drives mm-hmm. all the time. And over time, you know, we had had discussions and we were communicating, but I didn't understand her process and she didn't understand my process. Right. We were still very, very young. So I was expecting immediate change mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting change fast enough. So I had took it upon myself to say, you know what? I just, I'm having resentment. I just need to go and do it. Right. And also, it's also time and opportunity. It was just, it was just there. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask for it. I wasn't looking for it. It was presented to me and it was just kind of like, okay. And then this is when I realized that the choice I made taught me something. After mm-hmm. the act was done, I didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was in that moment that I realized, like, I'd rather be at home arguing and talking <laughs> about what I'm not getting than trying to get it somewhere else. Because it was done and I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it was it was in that moment that I realized that I did not, I didn't want to be that person. Right. You know, I didn't want to be a serial cheater. I didn't want to have to sneak around. I just didn't want to do it. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. But I honestly feel like I needed that moment to be where I am now. And right. I needed to discuss that with Kadeen and we can be open about it. And she cried and she was mad and mm-hmm. she was upset. I and sure was. Rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. And, um, and one thing I didn't do, um, I didn't force her to, you know, get over it. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I was, I was never like, get over it. It happened. It was like, this is how I felt. This is what I did. And mm-hmm. I apologize. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like apologizing because the best apology is change behavior. But I was Absolutely. like, this is what it is. And I was just like, take your time and yeah. you know, let I me know what you want to do. What yeah. I appreciated off the bat with DeVal was that when I confronted him with it, like there was no way to really lie about it. So I feel like he had right. to be honest in that uh-huh. moment. Um, but in his honesty, then it opened up the doors for like more communication. Absolutely. And though I would never want to say take the blame for it because he, again he made his choice he's mm-hmm. an individual it did cause me to self-reflect absolutely and be like oh okay so i wasn't doing xyz or i wasn't fulfilling this or maybe i was on autopilot, autopilot. when you said autopilot uh-huh we'd had jackson we'd had jackson at the it time it was work autopilot it yes. was like work jackson autopilot and it was like hey babe i'm here hey babe i'm here and i didn't cheat to prove to her that i can go do it right it was time and opportunity but then you know, it was just like, well, it happened. Right. You know? Yeah, it happened you in know? that moment. And, you know, I did appreciate him being honest and being open. And I think that's why I was able to then digest it all, take my time to kind of say, all right, A, there's some things that maybe I need to change and be more attentive to. Mm-hmm. Um, B, he was honest. So I appreciated that. And I never looked at Val and said, like, this is just a ain't shit dude who's right, just out here right. running these streets, cheating with whoever's throwing it his way. Like, And he wasn't. wasn't. You know, but in me trying to get past that, it still ate at me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what in turn caused me to be like, oh, time and opportunity. Here came homeboy that I knew from years ago. Right. Yeah. And it was like, yo, what's the chances? We link up on the street, we exchange numbers, and then, oh, reminiscing about old days and talking mm-hmm. about, you know, things that used to happen around the way. And that turned into, damn, you grew up. <laughs> damn, you grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, all right. And then that slowly became like really inappropriate Mm -hmm. text conversations, you know, planning to try to see if we can meet up. Like, that's what started to happen. The emotional affair. The emotional affair, Mm -hmm. you know. And for me in that moment, it felt like, well, I got the one up now because it's like, ha, I got my own little thing going on here. But it's like, honestly, what was I doing that for? And when he found out about it, in the very beginning, he felt like I lied about it. Like, I should have just divulged everything the way that he did. What he had seen in that moment wasn't actually sexting that happened between the two of us. It was something else. Mm-hmm. But because it was a bit in a piece of a conversation, he then pieced things together and made his own narrative. Right. And at that point, I kind of felt like, shoot, I can't backtrack now and try to like, you know, salvage what I've what what he's seen because there's no full story here. And then I wasn't forthright with the information off the bat. So he's just going to be like, well, you lied in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's where we differed in uh, our scenarios. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was just like, you saw it. That's what it was. Here it is. Right. Me, I'm just like, well, you only saw this bit that really wasn't sexting in that moment, but 
it doesn't make sense and it would just she became wasn't a mess. Right up front yeah. About it. yeah, exactly. She wasn't right up front so for for him now, he's just like, well, damn, you know, what else didn't you tell me? Right. What you else? Know, are what else are you leaving out? Yep. Like, you know, it's convenient that we didn't see all the text messages. You were deleting text messages, Kadeen. Uh-huh. So if you're deleting text messages and I right. only see a piece of it, like, what am I led to believe right. after that? Right. And it just looks bad. It does. It looks bad. And that phone, you know, that phone gets people in trouble all the time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But do you do you find the iPad whatnot? Um, when, who's more upfront about their transgressions? Is it a man thing, women thing, or it's just personalities? I think it's personality, yeah. and I. I have yet in the years that I've been doing this, I have yet to seen a scenario like yours, Deval. I'll be mm. honest. Usually, it's one person calling in and saying, "I caught this other person," right. or "I caught them," you know, because of their phone or or whatever the situation is. I have yet, you know, mm. until today in this moment, have met with individuals who have said, "I was upfront, I was honest." But yes, Kadeen, you did see the text message, and that's what prompted the question. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, you- I wasn't gonna tell her unless she. <laughs> okay, asked. Okay. I, I'm I like, was, this is unique. No, no, no. I, I, was, I didn't. And this, and then but I think that's important. But you didn't have buyer's remorse if you wanted to tell no, me in the moment? This no? is important. This is important to discuss. I didn't go out to cheat to teach her a lesson. I right. didn't go I out to cheat. I heard that. So I wasn't expecting her to find out. Mm-hmm. What happens is, it's just, I'm a horrible cheat. When, you, when you're not used to trying to hide stuff. Mm-hmm. So when she found out, it was just like, yeah. You know, like, right. it was just like, yeah. Like, I, I did it because... I just do not like having to hide and then make a lie and then lie on top of a lie. But that's just me. That's mm-hmm, who I am. Mm-hmm. So what hurt me most about Kadeen's transgression was when I asked about it and she knew that there was more there and I asked who who he was, she didn't upfront tell me. Right, right. She made it seem like it was something it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, I was just like, dang, I, I gave you everything and right. you didn't give it to me. Mm-hmm. For sure. And men always say this, women are better cheaters than us. <laughs> Men always say, I've heard I've this heard since I was too. a kid. I've heard yeah. that. Men say it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And and I'll be 100% honest, in that that moment, I felt like it was because when she first told me about it, I believed her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about it. Right. And you had and no reason not to. I had no reason not to. Yeah. So then when it came up again, and then I found something else, and then it was like, well, then what what the hell is this? Then, right. then it was like, oh, right. yeah, well... Right. Yeah. Now, now See that you found out what it was, <laughs> exactly, so, it became but, that. And and I think what what I was going through at that point was the beating myself pro- uh-huh. process. Like, you idiot! Like, how the hell did you even let it come to this? Like, why are we even having this discussion here, Kadeen? You know better than that, Kadeen. This is so not you. Like, mm-hmm. there were literally about a thousand Kadeen sitting on my shoulder right, and right, in my right. ears at that point that I literally was just like, I legitimately want to disappear. Right. Um. Am I crazy for feeling like that? Because I felt like. You know, to this day, sometimes I have moments where I'm just like, I can't believe I did. You know, I can't mm-hmm. believe I did. And I'm mm-hmm. shaking my fist in the air because it's so not like me. Right. But, you know, is that uncommon or have you heard something like that before? Yes, I've heard that. And I, I think it boils down to us being disappointed in ourselves because yes. we hold ourselves at such a, a high level or such esteem. It's like, that's not even my thing. Why would I do that? Exactly. And we question ourselves. But I don't think that it's unheard of or uncommon to feel that way or to have those feelings and to look back and be like, now, what did I do that for again? And to have those questions. But then those are your answers moving forward. So if Mm. you find yourself tempted or find yourself in a situation, then you have that to reflect upon. And as you said, they're not mistakes. They're they're lessons learned and choices that you've made. So you can look back on those choices and say, I know what the outcome looked like before. Do I want to do this moving forward? And then you have a choice again, yes or no. Right. Exactly. I mean— how do you normally approach couples who come to you with infidelity issues? Um, are there some common reasons that you can see? Right, that's what I wanted to know. You if know, some common is there reasons. any like, you know, I don't want to say statistics per se, but maybe statistics, right? Just in your experience, have mm-hmm. you seen certain common factors that monogamous relationship um, people come in and there's their cheating issues? One of the most common ones that I hear is that the man and the woman are on different pages sexually. Mm. And different pages meaning one wants it more than, than the other. One has a larger sex, sexual mm. appetite. One possibly has... Uh, uh, a history of trauma. So there are some things in the, in the bedroom that they're not comfortable with that the significant right. other would like. So they step out to get that. Some individuals come in because the family has changed. Rather, they are new parents or they are now parents yeah. of multiples. For and sure. then that changes the dynamic in the yeah. marriage as well. Sometimes it's just they've taken their eyes off of the marriage. You know, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, you've been there for a while, it's very common to get on autopilot, yes. which is where you come in, you come and you go, you kiss, you hug, That's you this, me. you that. And just every day, and you're not taking that moment to really pour into the relationship, which is so important. And honestly, 
all of it, it all boils down to communication. communication. It yeah. all boils down to communication. And that lack of communication, that lack of being able to say, my needs aren't being met. And or if you're saying it, the other person isn't hearing you, which also right. boils down to a breakdown in communication. Right. I've heard in the past of people say, oh, well, he did XYZ or she did XYZ. So I did it just as a source of like revenge. Mm-hmm. Like it felt better to do it because right. he did it. And that's kind of where I fell into with um, one particular scenario that I had, one of my transgressions. And it was kind of like, you know, he had done something, me being in my feelings about it was just like, well, shit, whatever. I'm just going to start sexing this dude and Mm -hmm. who knows, wherever it goes, it goes. And that's Mm -hmm. just what it was in that moment. And then you reflect on the fact like, okay, if this was being done to me, I wouldn't think it was just sexting or it wasn't just, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it became a time when I started to kind of self-loathe and just feel really, really upset at myself for like even allowing myself to succumb to that resentment that I felt towards him. And that, in part, could have just been um, us not speaking more openly about it, mm-hmm. which is where yeah. I'm thinking sometimes maybe in retrospect, it mm-hmm. would have helped to have maybe a counselor or a therapist speak with us about it. But at that time, we were just so gung-ho about talking through the relationship by ourselves right. together mm-hmm. because we feel like, you know, who knows us better than ourselves? You know, I know you, you know me, we can explain that to each other. And one thing we pride ourselves on is being open with conversations with each other. So, so if I did ask him, like, hey... I found something. Is this true? Mm-hmm. He's always been like, yes. And then that's always been me. He, though. He's like, never like, like lied about it or went roundabout. He was very straightforward with it. This is and what it is. What it is. Like I, I, I want to live my truth. Right. Absolutely. So that's why so I say I don't make mistakes. I make decisions. Mm-hmm. So did you mm-hmm. do this? Yeah, I did it. Why? This is why. The the piece about rebuilding trust. I think that what's most important is to be honest with one another, to be mm-hmm. truthful, to share that truth no matter what it is, mm-hmm. and then to also be transparent and mm-hmm. to be open to how the other person may receive or how they feel about your truth and what you're sharing. One of my favorite things, it's a hard thing to do, but I'll be honest, it's one of my favorite things to do when I meet new couples and there's been infidelity, is I want to lay it all on the table. Let's lay out all your truth. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary, but we have to lay it all out. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I will ask them, I say, have you told her everything? Have you told him everything? And if the answer is yes, then my next question is, if anything else comes up after this session, that means that you intentionally left it out, that you intentionally did not tell that person. For sure. And sometimes I'll get the, oh, yeah, I've told everything. Or sometimes I'll get the, you know, let's wait. I want to talk to my significant other again or let them know right. something else. Right. Because the healing's not really going to take place until you've been completely open and honest. You mm-hmm. know, I heard you, Deval, say that truth came easy for you. But you having those moments, uh, Kadena, feeling like this isn't even like me, then, yes, it's hard to be able to tell that Absolutely. truth 100%. Is and it, it hard, comes from, Is truth really that hard, I mean, though? it comes from a place of also, too, upbringing. Like, just mm-hmm. to be a kind of umbrella term, like, think about communication when yeah. it comes to, like, our family. Right. My, I come from a family where it's just like, you don't tell this, you don't tell mm-hmm. that, you don't tell people your business, you don't. Everything is like, hush, hush, quiet, quiet, and you keep things together. That. He comes from a family where it's like, we're an open book, and everyone's going to talk about it, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to have family caucuses, and mm-hmm. we're going to discuss everything. <laughs> yeah, my, my family communicates They were very, very family, communicative. And I did learn from a young age, when I told the truth to my parents, uh-huh. no matter how bad it was, they helped me through it. Right. Yes. So for me, in my life... Telling the truth has always been my freedom. Mm-hmm. When you know, when I stole something or when I thought I was in trouble with something, I was like, let me just tell. And then I'll deal with the consequence. My father used to tell me all the time, a man deals with his consequences, mm-hmm. period. And I've had to learn that everybody doesn't have that same mindset. Right. I think sometimes people make the mistake and they weaponize it, you know, mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm just telling you the truth, you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it has to be hurtful. That doesn't mean it has to right. be spiteful. That doesn't mean it has to be from a negative place. So telling the truth, it can hurt, but it, but the truth should not be used as a as weapon. A weapon. For sure. Can I can I play devil's sure. advocate for a second? Because I get a lot of this from men. Because I, I give them the same information. It was like, how did you get Kadeen mm-hmm. to trust you? How, and I tell them, I said, I told her everything. Everything. I told her. And they were just like, nah, bro, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the question that I get. And sometimes it, 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 it seems valid. And I've even said this to Kadeen. There were times that I was honest with Kadeen about things. And her response wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt like her response was very toxic. So for me, it was like, why bring something toxic into our relationship mm-hmm. if I can just keep it to myself and we just have peace at home? That's the toxin, though. That's, 
that's still the toxin, being able to keep it to yourself. Now you're left with that toxin inside of you that's eventually going to come out in some way or another, one way, shape, or form, okay. whether it's through guilt, whether it's through um, not being able to have the liberty of really fully living your life, having told your and truth. And that's why I, I can't I can't do it personally. Mm-hmm. Right. But I try to tell people that, and they're just like, I, I can't do it because once I say this, and this is the truth— once you tell someone that you've done something that they don't agree with, they always look at you differently. Sometimes I'll see that when individuals are in a relationship or they're on the on the journey to, to get married, they'll mm-hmm. come in and say, you know what, this thing happened to me in my past or this thing happened to me in my childhood, and I want to be the best person for my significant right. other moving forward. How can I deal with it? And so we work on it as an individual. And then at the end of that work, I ask them, where are you how much of this do you want to share with somebody else? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is none. Sometimes the answer, they get to a place where it's now off their shoulders and they are ready to tell their truth. Right. Um, and and it's powerful being able to get that off of your chest and being able to share that with somebody else. There's so much power in just being able to, to speak our truth. That's true. For sure. No. It's funny. You mentioned when couples come into you, it's like, are we going to salvage this mm-hmm. or are we going to go our separate ways? Do you find that most couples have an idea of what they want to do coming yes. into it? Or is it like, really? Well, if okay. they're doing therapy, they want to salvage it. In right? most cases, they yeah. do. Sometimes it's one, one person is still upset. So they're right. like, I showed up, but I don't know yet. Right. And oh, I'm right. like, that's okay. Or maybe you're here. Their will. Exactly. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Like right, you're right. here. So that says something to me also. Mm. And so, you know, if you feel that it's worth showing up, then then show up. But then I also warn people and I warn all my clients about this, that there is a risk in therapy. And so, for example, if you come in saying, I want to marry this person, let's do some premarital counseling. And then through your personal development and through our work together, you realize like, nah. I don't want to do this. That's a risk. That's a risk that you take. Right. You know, right. but but there's no lose in it. If you go into therapy and you realize you no longer want this thing you came in for, then that's a win because now you have clarity. If you come in and you realize, yes, I do really want this marriage and I want to keep moving forward, then you have clarity in that too. So there's no lose, but it is a risk because you may change your mind. Mm. Right. That makes sense. I'm throwing out this break word right right. now because I've heard, you know, we've even tried this like, okay, well, you know, things aren't going Mm -hmm. well. Let's let's take a break. Uh Let's, you know, time out. Have you had couples, you know, come to you and say they're considering this option for a break? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to take a break? Does it look different for different people? Um, And does the break happen kind of automatically? Does it mean like, okay, this on the road to breakup or is there a chance to kind of, you know, uh, save it? Right, right. I think... uh, it is common for people to take a break, especially when individuals are in a situation where they've been together since they were young or since yeah. they were in high school or college years or early adulthood and now feeling like I want to explore the world or I want to make sure that this is where I'm to be before I make that commitment, especially if they're in a relationship where they're not yet married. And then they're now looking to see if they want to move forward and to actually get engaged or to get married. So let's just take a moment to see if this is what we really want before we make that jump. So a, a break can be common. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the biggest things that's most important in taking a break, it boils down to communication. communication. Right. And I know we've been talking a lot about communication, but it's so important. And one thing I tell couples that I work with that even in your silence, you're still communicating something. Even Absolutely. when you're giving the silent treatment, yeah. you're still Absolutely. saying a yes. whole lot. Yes. Yeah. No, that's so true. I've, we've had times where we tried to take a break and I don't know. I don't think the terms of our breaks really worked because it it's a very weird thing. It's like even if we were mm-hmm. pissed off at each other mm-hmm. It's like we just couldn't stay away from each other. We you couldn't. know, I, we just couldn't stay away from each other. I love you. I love you. And I'm um I'm in like infatuated with her. Outside uh-huh. of just love, like I'm infatuated with her as a person. Mm-hmm. Even when we argue and, and we debate, there's something about that that just, you know, gives me an uprising in my soul. Like I feel like I need to be with this person. Um, Ditto, babe. I, thank you, thank you. <laughs> These two fire signs be having all sorts of flames. But, but full trans full transparency, right? With breaks. As a man, right, it's hard to consider your significant other going on a break Mm because the first thing you're thinking is them being with someone else. Mm -hmm. I came to terms very early in our relationship, and maybe this is crazy. You can tell me I'm crazy that at some point, Kadena is going to be with somebody else. Mm -hmm. I just, I came to terms with that. When we had our arguments and our debates and 
we had our transgressions and people ask me something, do you think Kadeem was with this person? I honestly feel like I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If I didn't meet Kadeem when I was 18 and I met her when I was 25, that's seven years of us not being together. She probably would have been with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's crazy? Because people think that I'm crazy when I say that. Even with her, the transgression she had, right? Uh-huh. She'll say to me, she'll say to me, because I say it all the time. I said, well, you said you wasn't texting him, but you was. Mm-hmm. You say y'all never slept together. How do I know? Right. Because you wouldn't admit that. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like, you don't trust me. And I'm like, I, I didn't say I don't trust you. I'm just saying that I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It doesn't yeah. matter to me either way. Right. And then people are like, you don't care? And does do I sound crazy saying that? <laughs> yeah. Because people it's say like, it all the time point, to me. You know, we've had to come clean, clean about so much stuff that I'm just like, at this point, like, right. I, I mean, we know that we're not crazy for that because people will say the same thing to me. That I have women say like, so you don't think like with DeVal being in the industry now and he's going to be a big time actor, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you're not worried about him doing that? Like, I, and I'm just kind of like... The vows will make his choices. He will, yeah. But at least That's I know I that feel. we're going to be honest with each other. That it then empowers me to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Am I going to stick around? Am I not going to stick right. around? Right. Like that's what we've given each other. So right, right. You know, you can weigh in on that. But I know there's also different levels to breaks. So yes, I'm going to break the, that down. Yes, soon. there are different levels. And mm-hmm. and no, I don't think you're crazy, Deval, for for thinking that. What I do hear though is that you've made your peace with it. So if yeah. she has or if she hasn't, you've made your peace. And and if. She were to share truth that that um, is in line with your piece, and it also helps to lower the blow. Like, okay, well, in my uh, mind, I thought that, that this may have happened, then uh, that helps to lessen or lower the blow. And hopefully, you know, in our minds, we're thinking that we're protecting our heart by saying, yeah. okay, it already happened. So it's I'm like right, a mental preparation down, almost. She said something. Sorry. Your truth in line with my piece. The reason why I think that's important is because your truth to other people may be bad or harsh. Mm-hmm. But if it's in line with my piece, That's all then that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's important mm-hmm. because so many people allow other people to get involved in their relationships. Yes. Yes. So it's like, you should be upset about what he did right. because, but if she's not upset, then it shouldn't matter. Yep. Boom. I'm writing your, that down. Your ahead, relationship, baby. your rules. I like that. I like I'll, that. That's a good one. If your that one we can share when we get the DM. Like, <laughs> sis, help me. No, but that's important. It that, is important. That's important. No? I get yeah. it because a lot of times you'll have people who lean on you know, friends, yep. mm-hmm. family. And that's one thing I, th- I would say that Deval and I really don't do is calling in right. reinforcements. Right. Because as quick as we tend to maybe get past something, then you have that family member or that friend who's still pissed off yep. about it. Give yes. it a side eye. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so yes. And then it just mm-hmm. creates more of a toxic environment it if does. you're trying to work past something. Right. You know, right. and that's something we even try to tell like our younger siblings and like our friends, like, please don't involve me right. in what y'all got going on. Right. I would like to maintain the relationship that I have with you for what it is. Yes. Your relationship with him or her has absolutely nothing to do with me. Right, because you know each other on an intimate level that other absolutely. people don't. So you can be absolutely. more forgiving and your heart is softer. For whereas sure. someone on the outside, they just know the dirt that you've shared exactly. and, the, and whatever other rules they've made up in their mind about your relationship. And they can easily detach at that yep. point, for exactly. sure. Well, according to Bustle, there are five different ways that couples can take a break from each other. Okay. All right, so I'm going to say. The first one is the blackout break. Uh-huh. That's when you the couple has no contact with each other, like mm-hmm. zero, zilch, nothing. We don't, we couldn't do that. Yeah, we that tried that. That. <laughs> that, didn't work. that didn't work. Then there's the um, not setting parameters mm-hmm. when a couple doesn't set rules for what a break means, like whether or not they can date other people or mm-hmm. not. I think that too would be an issue for us because when we talked about break, it was kind of like, well, so are you going to talk to somebody else? Right. Melissa, let me tell you somebody else. else. My <laughs> wife will set rules. Right and uh-huh. break them and and then once she set the rules <laughs> and break them and she would just be like, well, I, I set that rule, but when you started it, I didn't think I was gonna feel this way, so now we got to change the rule. <laughs> change the rules and, and I, that's yes, that was the issue have, with us a couple did, times. We did have breaks. a moment, yeah. It was like we, you want to do a break, and it's just like yeah, and I'm just like whatever, devout. Like in the moment of me being just like upset, like whatever, I'm tired of arguing about the same uh-huh. shit over and over again. Fine, do whatever you want. And then he does it, and I'm like, nigga, you wasn't supposed to do it. Though. I didn't think you were actually gonna act on this. She don't even. She said a rule. But now that she wanna, like, no. Now that she wanna be a whole actor, what we gonna do is end scene. Right. We are going to that? renegotiate. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Re- I'm, renegotiate I'm cool the contract. And the thing is, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. if if you being honest and saying you didn't, you know, you didn't want this or you didn't expect this. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's change up. Mm-hmm. What I'm not cool with though is you just getting a whole attitude. And then making demands without communication. Melissa, right. there's been growth yeah. since those <laughs> I situations. There's been growth. So this third one here, the monogamy break, is something that I think that probably we would have wanted to implement on uh-huh. each other. And that's couples explicitly decide to implement a no dating rule. And it's clearly discussed that there will be no dating or sleeping with anyone 
other than or so what kind of break people. is that well that's <laughs> the thing and also too it depends on what's the reason for the break what's the reason some yep. people want to go on a break because they feel like oh I'm on a break then I can go ahead and just sleep with whoever mm-hmm. some people want to have a break because they need to just like re- reprogram themselves mm-hmm. maybe they need to kind of reassess where they are personally maybe it may be an individual thing and not just always a wanting to sleep with somebody right. else they thing. may want to detach a little bit right mm-hmm. and I think that's healthy would you say for someone who wants to yeah, do that yeah it's themselves? healthy especially if you're on a journey of just getting to know self because mm-hmm. there are some parts of self that you're not going to get to know in a relationship. But then on the flip side, there's some parts of self that you will only get to know in a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely. as you guys, I'm sure that you have been tested in ways in your marriage that you were not tested in ways in your singleness. I, absolutely. I think marriage has made me a very more mature, a hardworking, <laughs> disciplined person. Right. Like ma- marriage has definitely more helped me person. grow. <laughs> way more That and parenting right. oh, has ooh, changed let's not even talk about who DeVal is. It, like, <laughs> Like it's parenting is in a whole nother level. A but whole nother level. That's a whole nother Monogamy has taught me has taught me discipline. Like mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, for sure. It definitely has taught me discipline. Outside of just sex, because we talk about sex a lot, because that's uh-huh. probably the number one question. Marriage has taught me discipline on how I respond to my wife mm-hmm. rather than react. Yes. When she says something or does something, don't just react. You gotta respond. And right. respond, you Take a second, think and then about let what me react. And, 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 and <laughs> then I'll react. You're, you're a reactor, and I've, I've I learned that she's she's a reactor. I'm, and I'm a little sensitive. So you guys have to balance that, each yes. other out. Yeah, yeah, balance, yin and yeah. yang. We yeah. totally, have, totally have to balance. Yeah. This one is interesting. The prelude, the prelude to the breakup break, a break that becomes a breakup. Mm, mm-hmm. Sometimes a couple realizes that they're on a break, and that's pretty much what they want to do is break up. Yep. Yeah, sometimes that's common, especially if we don't have the courage or we're not ready yet to completely step away. Mm-hmm. Then we may do a little preview to see what it feels like, kind of like dipping our toe into the pool before we decide to jump in. Mm. See, that's, you know what, I don't mind that. Because rather than have resentment with somebody because you feel obligated and feel stuck, let's go mm-hmm. on a break. Mm-hmm. If I don't miss you after a couple of days, <laughs> I ain't speak to you for a week. It's like, right. you know what? Well, I, what are we really what doing? Are we what doing? Are we doing? I don't miss this person. You know, like, I'm not, like, you go true. on that break and, and then you realize that. And it's like, you know what? Let's shake hands. Let's because go out I can love ways. you from afar. Mm-hmm. I think that we that can makes catch sense. a drink every now and again, but it right. doesn't have to be that. But I feel That's like some people, it's either all in or nothing. You know, we either together. And it's monogamous. There's there's no trial and error. And like we talked before, there's no grace. Mm-hmm. In relationships, it's always, we're together right now. You follow all my rules. The minute you step out, it's over. I have yet to see a relationship that works that I'm way. Like, no, that does not work. I haven't seen not one relationship. Mm-hmm. No, not um, for long. No. Yeah. And we've had friends who they say, like, this is my, this is it. And then they've either, gi- either given grace. Mm-hmm. And after a while, we were like, well, I thought you said you wasn't going to put up with that. And it's like, well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> now change. that I think about it. Right. And I'm like, I don't judge them. No, nope. I'm don't. like, I'm like, you see, like that's that's life. I it don't. is life. That's and, life. And it's huge. And and while we were talking about the topic of renegotiation, that's important in all relationships. At some point in your relationship, in your marriage, you're going to have to renegotiate partnership. When you first got married, life looks very different before kids. Ooh. Once you have kids, life Ooh. looks very different. For or sure. when you go into a relationship, you think, well, I'm going to be this way. He's going to be that way. Or we're yes. going to do things yes. this way. And then children come or jobs change yes. or one goes back to school. And now the household looks different. So yes. we need to Absolutely. renegotiate partnership. Sure. I know before I said I do all the cooking, but now that I'm back at school, that's not mm, working anymore. Not really feasible. Let's renegotiate this. No, for yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> we've been there. No, we've definitely been. It's it's funny because so many people have have like hashtagged us couple goals, right? Uh-huh. I ain't gonna lie, I hate it. Yeah, mm. I do hate we it. Like I appreciate it. it and I love it and I, right. I appreciate the admiration. But I feel like they get it from social media, mm-hmm. and social mm-hmm. media is the highlight. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like we owe them. Mm, the truth yeah, about right. everything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that you can realize in yourself, like, no, you're you're in a couple, you're a couple goal too. Right. You know, yeah, you absolutely. and you and your significant other have been together seven years and y'all fighting through and y'all argue and y'all go on breaks and y'all getting back together. That's a couple goal. Yeah. People who are fighting for their relationships mm-hmm. is a couple goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Not just taking the nice pictures. Right. So right. For us, I feel like it's important to divulge. Some people say, you know, you know, why would you talk about your past transgressions? Because it's important. It's important. It's a part it's of important. the story. It's a testimony. It yes. is. And it can really help someone else. No, you know? for And sometimes sure. we go through things in life, not just for ourselves, but for somebody else. Absolutely. And the piece Absolutely. about the couple's goals, one thing that, that 
when I think about you guys and I see hashtag couples goals, what I think of as the goal is the friendship. You know, you yeah. guys have a friendship and I, I feel that I here. I see that yeah, in your social my, media. I see baby. that in your in your videos. And that is so important. And I know it sounds cliche, like, oh, you have to be friends with your significant oh, other. It's so, so cliche, but it's so cliche because it's so it's important. True. It really it's is. true. And you, do you find yourself doing that? Doing what? Saying like, I know it sounds cliche. Yes. I yeah. do. Because it is what because it is. Because as soon as you say it, people are like, oh, here she goes with that textbook Hallmark <laughs> stuff. Know, like, right? I'm saying it because it's true. You no. know, I see it in my professional work and I see it in my personal life as well. I think the friendship aspect of our relationship has saved us a lot. It gives so much grace. It saved us so much because at that point, those points where we had those difficult conversations and it's just like, damn, I can't believe my husband caught me with this. Right. And it's just like, damn, but like. There's a friendship mm-hmm. there That's that makes friend. it that much harder to just, mm-hmm. like, walk away. Right. You know why? It makes it that much harder to walk away. People give more grace to their friends. They do. Than they give their significant Hell others. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to that toxic-ass family member. Right. Yeah. That just right. still going to invite over for Thanksgiving. Like, right. You know what I mean? Why but is why it that is we can that, do that? Melissa? Why yeah, do you, that's Why do you true. think that people are willing to give more grace, other than the fact that, okay, I'm not sleeping with my best friend, but mm-hmm. it's like, why are you willing to give more grace to this person than someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. I think that in a friendship, there's a level of intimacy and there's a level of closeness and vulnerability that we don't always see in relationships. Sometimes people feel that in a relationship, they have to act a certain way or put a mask on. But the truth is the best relationship is the one where you can take that mask off. You can completely be yourself. And that person loves you unconditionally no matter what. And so when we're not friends with our significant other, we're truly doing ourselves in our relationship a service because there's so much growth that can happen in being your significant other's friends and wanting to hang out with each other because there will be some points in your relationship where you can't have sex. And so if the relationship is all about the sex, then it's going to crumble. But Mm -hmm. if we can sit up and play cards together because I just had a baby two weeks ago and I cannot have sex yet, then um, and we can still enjoy (laughs) each other's company. Melissa, let me tell you something. We've definitely been there. You really just spoke, you just spoke our life Mm. because um, (laughs) we talk so much how high my sex drive is and mm-hmm. Kadeen had three children and her mm-hmm. sex drive isn't as high and men ask me all the time bro how do you stay monogamous when right. your woman doesn't want to have sex Kadeen and I watch movies mm-hmm. we play cards we edit videos we like there's so many other things we do during that time right that I enjoy that of course That's I enjoy time. having sex mm-hmm. with my wife like she's beautiful I you know I'm a man I, I love it but there's so many other things yeah so I have I have a question for you, Kadeem. Me? Okay. Yes. Once you found out that I cheated, how were you able to get through that? Like, how were you able to put yourself in a space where it was like, okay, let me start trying to trust the Val again or trying to work on this marriage? Like, mm-hmm. what were you going through during that time? Well, um, I think the first thing for me was I knew that it wasn't on you to do anything particularly to make me trust you again. The first step was I had to decide, okay, here I am presented with the scenario. This is what happened. I'm now given a choice. Do I want to stick around to work this out or do I not? The first thing for me wasn't to eat it or automatically throw it on you and say, Deval, you have to do X, Y, and Z to now prove to me that okay. you're worthy of, you know, me sticking around and you have to do X, Y, Z to prove that I can try. Like, you have to open up your phone to me now and show me your phone every day. Like, to me, I didn't feel like that was necessary. For mm-hmm. me, I felt like, all right. And you didn't do that. And so, I didn't yeah. do that. No. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, I have to make a choice. I love Deval enough to stick around based off of what he's told me. Also knowing, too, DeVal is just not, like I said before, an ancient dude that's just, like, mm-hmm. out here in these streets. Um, I don't want to say you had a reason for cheating because I don't, like, to, having a reason for cheating means that mm-hmm. there's, like, you know, there's an excuse almost right. there built in. So I wouldn't say there was a reason for it, but it did have me kind of have a period of introspection now to say, okay, Kadeem, so this has happened can you understand at least where he may have been, what he may have been feeling and what may have mm-hmm. led up to these chain of events that maybe you can now take control of and change? Can you take a little bit of a responsibility and saying, you know what, maybe I wasn't doing X, Y, Z in that moment. And that's exactly what I did because you did have some valid points when we started having the conversation. Though I was right. hurt, though I was upset, um, I do feel like there was areas that I could potentially grow on to then give it a second chance. 
if that makes sense. So no, it, it makes sense because so, I felt like I was in the same space. Yeah. So I felt like at that point, you know what? There, there's room for growth for both of us. We were both really young. We were going through a lot of things at the same time. Um, so for me, I felt like, you know what? Let me give DeVal another chance because it's worth it. Um, I found I think there was value in our relationship at that mm-hmm. point too. We had already had our first son. It was right. like you know after this one scenario, am I going right. to throw everything away? Right. Um, and I felt like you were just worth it. Like you were my you are my best friend in that moment. You were my best friend, and I feel like we had a moment, and it happens. And I think you're human, and I didn't want to treat you as. Um, as this scenario being like something that was superhuman, like you know what I mean, like you like you don't have feelings, like you don't have emotions. I tried right. to really, really, and as hard as it was, I tried to really kind of think about where you were in your mindset at that point, right. and then I had to decide if it was something that I could deal with. And you gave me time. I mean, time was also a very big factor for us because yeah. I was then able yeah. to say, you know what, slowly but surely, as I got over it, I knew that I was able to just, you know. Give it another shot. Does that so. sound like Melissa likes like the proper steps you should take if you want to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, a, a few things that Kadeen said that I really appreciate. Uh, she did not take ownership for for your choice, mm-hmm. but she did see where some areas she could be responsible in making changes within herself. Yes. And then she also checked in and said, is this worth it? Is this something that I want to continue on? And when we make that decision, knowing that it can be challenging moving right. forward, but now we've made a choice to stay. And so if I choose to say, then that means I'm willing to do the work to make this happen. And the other thing that was said that I really appreciate is that you gave her time, yeah. which is so important because sometimes, you know, when we have our transgressions, we feel like, well, that's over. I've changed. I'm not doing that right. anymore. Let's move forward. Like, no, I still need time. Right. I need time to heal. Very important. And just like if Kadeen gets a, I'm sorry, Kadeen gets a wound or Deval gets a wound, it's going to heal differently. And right. so we all heal at different rates and giving each other time to right. be able to heal and have our own process is so important. For right. sure. And I think it's important you said about the time too, because people will hear this mm-hmm. and they'll feel like, I got to feel like that in the moment it right, happens. And right. you didn't feel like this in the moment. It's like I said, tw- uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. When I found out about Kadeen, I did not feel like that initially. Right. I was pissed, mm-hmm. like ape shit pissed. And I wasn't sitting here, you know, like, well, let me think back about introspection. It was all about... Right. Mm-hmm. I'm about to kill this fool. I'm about to, and then you know it took time. It yeah. took time, so I think it's important yeah. that. Um, and you couldn't have reacted like that with me because I was like probably nursing Jackson at the time, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't fly off the handles like I might have wanted to. Right. Um, I think my hormones were like, oh, still doing the roller coaster effect right. after baby and whatnot. So I, I probably was a little more calm than. <laughs> I no, you you were you were now. calm. You you were you were very calm when I told you and um. I think you, deep you down cried. too, I kind of felt something. Was now, di- I mm-hmm. felt the disconnect too, so it was like mm-hmm. I almost wasn't surprised. Like kind of like when you said you That's give yourself a buffer, buffer That's yeah. how like I how felt. you have the buffer. Yeah. Like, well, if she did or not, like at this point, I don't, like whatever. I made peace with it in myself. So if Kadeen did this or not, then it was whatever. I think I kind of had this buffer within me. Like mm, I kind of feel like there's a disconnect and something wrong. So it it was almost like a relief when it did happen because it's like my gut, knew. my gut wasn't lying right. to me. You right. know, we talk about mm-hmm. that woman, the female intuition mm-hmm. in the gut. I felt deep down there was something going on, and I was like, okay, this is not post-baby situations. I'm right. like, this is actually mm-hmm. a legitimate feeling I'm feeling. So I want to say in a strange way, it was almost a sense of relief once mm-hmm. I found out about it, because I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not crazy. So don't make my gut act up again, all right? Because if that's the case, <laughs> you know, I'm not just going to be popping no Pepto-Bismol like it's Listen, nothing. I ain't, I ain't trying to have those problems, because all of your people that rock with you going to come for me. I'm going to have 600,000 women. <laughs> At my doorstep, talking Facts. about son. I can't believe you did this to Kadeen. I'm not trying to have that problem. <laughs> For sure. Well, what about with you? When it, when it comes to, um, I guess, regaining trust and being able to just kind of work past things, like, was there anything that particularly helped you that maybe will help another man or woman? I, I think being an athlete and realizing that everybody makes mistakes mm-hmm. and, and realizing that you realize you don't realize the mistakes you make till you see yourself on camera. Remember that I told you the eye in the sky don't lie? Mm-hmm. I learned as an athlete very young. I was 18 when we first started filming practice. And I remember getting screamed at by a coach and getting berated. And he was saying, you're supposed to run six yards. And I was like, I ran six yards. He was like, no, you ran five yards. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I ran. And we arguing until I get into the, the office and we watch the film. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. At that point is when I realized, you know, in my mind as a person, I thought I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it took me seeing it from someone else's perspective to say, you know what? I don't know everything. 
Yeah. So I started to take that approach with my friends, my family, and my my wife, my mm-hmm. significant other. So when you make a decision that's in the best interest for you, I don't anymore. I'm not in a position now where I'm just going to scream at you and think it has right. to be done this way. So even during that time, I remember asking you, I said, well, and this is the God's honest truth. I said, do you feel like this is something you need to continue for yourself? Hmm. I asked her that. He did ask me yeah. that. I did. because it's a great question. I didn't want to be lied to. Right. And I didn't want to be deceived. Mm-hmm. So if it was, I wanted her to be honest with me right. and then we'll make decisions accordingly because I didn't want to be sitting here in the dark. Right. So if you, you feel like choice. you need that. Right. I need a choice. If you mm-hmm. feel like you need that, tell me. Yeah. And and if that is, then we can find a way to work through it. Now, we may not be together, but at least I knew that you needed that. Right. And it's not something that I was, you know, something that I could do. It's something you needed. Yeah. I think in both scenarios, it was the similar thing. Like, if that's what is going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would sleep better at night knowing that you're going to be happy doing yeah. what right. it is that makes right. you feel good. Like, yeah. and not just feel good in that moment because it's something sexual, but that, you know, being here is not where, where you're going to be the happiest. Yep. And also realizing that we can't control each other's happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can be happy, you can be happy, let's be happy together. But if right. I'm going to be depending on you to create this level of happiness it's for not me, gonna yeah, happen. it's not going to work. It's, it's just not, not going to work. Mm-mm. It's not and, at and, all. And having those false hopes and those false pretenses of just like, okay, this is what you should expect when you right. do marry somebody. Yeah. It's just not realistic. Right. Absolutely. Can it goes back to, to that, that a little bit. That saying, you know, marriage is 50-50. Like, no, it's not. Marriage is 100% you and 100% me. Mm. So I have to bring my 100% self, my happiness, my mm-hmm. joy, find that within myself and then bring that to my marriage in order for us to have a happy marriage. The happiness cannot resonate and depend on one person. That's for so sure. important. Yeah. And the piece about having that open communication, you give the other person a choice. And Kadeen, you made a statement and said, you know, is are you happy? Because if you're not happy here, it's going to happen again. And so being honest with each other, but also having to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's hard. No, for sure. Well, and sometimes hard, you may but... have to learn the hard way. There may be people who feel like, you know what, in this moment, I don't want to be with you or it's going to mm-hmm. be me, make me happier to be elsewhere. And then you may have to take that gamble. Right. You go elsewhere yep. and you realize like that shit ain't, that grass ain't greener. Right. And then it's like, what happens at I'm, that I'm point? I'm going to say it again. You know, a lot of it sometimes too is a gamble, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is a gamble. You can walk away and not find what you're looking for, or you can walk away and you also risk the other person finding somebody else. Thanks. And then you come back knocking on the door and they're like, somebody else lives here now. Ooh. Dang. But I mean, I yeah. feel like the the... The trials, the tribulations, the transgressions, all of it, whatever you want to call it that we've had, um, totally make us like stronger. Yeah, they built mm-hmm. us up. It yeah. built Foundation. us all the way right? up. Yeah. Like there's no such thing as that perfect anything. No. Um, and it's just not realistic. But it's not. It, and it, the funny thing it's is memes. Us. There's a lot of memes that say, you know, don't come to me a broken person. You gotta be a, a full hundred percent person when you come to me to be with me. And I'm like, if that's your mindset for dating someone, you're going to be in for a rude... Or that's why you alone. Right. Yeah. That's why you yeah. alone. Because it's not a women are broken thing or men right. are broken. Right. We are all broken yeah. people trying to figure out life. Like, we all out here just guessing. Yeah. Trying to figure out what life is. And when you're trying to be with someone for the rest of your life, the broken parts of them and the broken parts of you are going to have to come together to form that union. So... Right. right. I'm open to say I, I, I'm broken. I've been broken. I'm still very much broken. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm working on myself. And, right. you know? and that's the important yeah. piece is being able to work on yourself, having that self-awareness of like, these are the pieces that I'm broken. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on them. Mm-hmm. I think when we neglect the work, then that's where the, the trouble comes in. Yeah. And there will be some pieces, as you said, that are still broken when you come together and some pieces that you didn't even realize are broken until yeah. you come together. Yeah. But for you sure. have to at least be yeah. doing the work. If you're not doing the work, then that's where the trouble comes. No, for sure. And then I also know that the way Deval and I deal with things may not be traditional and uh-huh. we don't want to seem like we're the experts in this, of course. That's why we brought you in. I'm hoping what people will take away from this um, episode today is that, you know, everyone deals with things differently. Yes. Right. There's certain flags right. that they should maybe look mm-hmm. for when it comes to infidelities and cheating. Um, and also, too, knowing that some most relationships, I want to say, I hope, are worth the working through. Right. And then yeah. some aren't. And I guess yep. trying to learn where that is. Yep. Some aren't. And one question to ask yourself if you're considering a break or considering not getting back together after transgression is, does the good outweigh the bad? Mm-hmm. And yeah. only you know the answer only to you that. Know. Right. right. For sure. 
Man, this is a great convo. Well, we're going to keep you around because, you know, we you got listener letters. We do and have you're listener the letters. All right. Yes. So, so that would be good. We get tons of letters in from people asking a variety of yes. things. <laughs> so we yes. picked two today. We're hoping okay. you can help us answer. All right. Let's and give get your to expert it. opinion. But we're going to do that after we take a quick break okay. and get into some ads. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right. So pretty heavy topic here today. We always laugh and joke, Melissa, that um, the podcast is like our therapy because Uh people see us in different formats, like, of course, on YouTube, being fun with the family Mm -hmm. and Instagram with the funny videos. But the podcast was so perfect for us as an extension of those because Mm -hmm. we can really like talk through some things. And I can't tell you how many times we leave here and on the ride home, we're just like, I can't believe you really felt that way. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe I learned this today. It happens a lot with us. So thank you for sitting in as we talk through some difficult things. Yeah, Um, it's your quiet time away from the kids. It's, away for from sure. it's yeah. like adult time where yes. we can talk to each other and talk to um, other adults. So thank right. you for that. Uh, so we're going to jump into listener letters. We picked out two. I'm going to go ahead and read the first one. Hello, guys. I need advice on what to do. I'm 25 years old and my husband is 29. And we've been married for three years, but we've been together for seven. We also have a two and a three-year-old. I recently found out my husband cheated on me. Exclamation point, sis. Mm-hmm. I found out about it because I went through his IG and I saw a whole conversation right when they were planning it. He went to her house, told me he would be at a bar with a coworker after work. By the time he told me that, I already knew that he would go to her house. I had her address and Damn. I knew what was about to happen, but I was in so much shock that I froze and didn't know what to do. He now knows that I know everything that happened and hasn't apologized or said anything to make me feel like to, and hasn't apologized to make me Oh, wait, sorry. Said anything to make me feel better. Sorry. I'm so disappointed and broken about it. I feel stuck because of the family we have, and he's an excellent father. Mm -hmm. I can't take that away from him, but he's hurt me so bad. I think I need a divorce, but I just don't know. Okay. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. What do you think, Melissa? That's a tough situation to be in. You know, she said that he's an excellent father. They have two children together, ages two and three. That means their children are close in age and and still fairly young. Young, yes. Yes. Yep. Um, I think one of the things that she must decide is what does she want? Right. You know, and even that can be writing down on a sheet of paper the pros and the cons of of staying and the pros and the cons of, of leaving, you know, and then just taking some time to look at that and to not feel the pressure of feeling that she has to rush a decision because it happened, that she has to react immediately to get a divorce or to stay, mm-hmm. to be able to, to take her time. They've been married for three years to, together for seven. That's not a relationship that one may want to just throw away. And there's no judgment if she decides to leave and there's no judgment if she decides to stay. Right. But one of the right. most important pieces is to have a communication, to, ha- to have a conversation, excuse me, with her husband and and find out what his truth is. Is this a relationship that he plans to continue? Is this a trans- transgression that he plans to go back to? If he's making a commitment to stay in the marriage and that he's not going to continue to step out, then um, one thing that I recommend for my couples, once we've told our truth and we've told everything, if it's one um, particular transgression, then I say, call that person in front of your significant other and let them know that you no longer want to continue that transgression and that you're making a commitment to stay in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes will tell you what you need to know. Right. If that person's not willing, right. then let's talk about why you're not willing. Right. You know, But if they are willing, like, yes, I'm willing to fight for my marriage, I will call whoever I need to call and tell them that it's over, right. then they will step in and they will be able to do that. Hmm. Right. Wow. 
sis better than me because she had a whole address and she ain't pull up. <laughs> she ain't calling the goons and be like, hey, know. sis, Kadeen, we about Kadeen's to pull up. That, that'd have been in my group chat. Group <laughs> we did a couple drive-bys to see what's going on. <laughs> Rang a couple bells. <laughs> it, you know what's funny? Listening to this, wow. they're probably in that transitional phase where they For had sure. to get got yeah. married, had For two sure. kids right mm-hmm. away. You know, trying to figure out who they are again, right. and yeah, what stuck out to me was like the two and three year old. Yeah, in back that whole back. scenario, like back the back to, back to back kids yeah. can be a beast. We know what that is. That's yeah, Kyron back to back. Yes. Kyron two, three and two is it's literally the same thing. So think about it: pregnant, well, married, pregnant, mm-hmm. had a baby, pregnant, had a baby, mm-hmm. had infant. The newborn infant toddler. Right. Absolutely. So for the past four and a half years, they have not they been just had a lot going in the, on. the same space they were when they got married. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they're probably trying to navigate that. And they've been I, together seven years. So mm-hmm. that was at least, what, three and a half, four-ish years yeah. before children were involved. Yeah. And if things were going well till then, again, like you said, children come in, there's a transition mm-hmm. with the relationship. Yeah. Things then, change. Think of the thought process. Um, he, you know, he cheated. I don't know if I need a divorce. What do you think? When you start asking other people what they think about what you should do, right now you're allowing people to decide what your life is going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. She knows what she feels. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. She knows yes. what she feels. Go with your heart, Do baby. what you feel. Do what right. your heart desires. Right. Yes. You know? right. It sounds Absolutely. like she's she's looking for permission for right. whatever that is. Right. And the only person that can give her that permission is herself. It's her. That's it. Because she has to live with whatever that decision is. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. I always say you can sleep with yourself at night regardless right. of what it is. <clears throat> Go for it. All right, so I'll read the second question. Uh, Long-time fan and recent listener to your podcast, I am going through a rough breakup with the person I have been with for five years. We were loving uh, loving to one another, but things took a bad turn when we tried to make it work in the last few months, but couldn't make it work. We are friends now and giving each other space. We kind of still want to be, uh, want each other back, but we just don't want to mess things up. What is the best solution for the situation I am in with her? Should I cut off all contact with her permanently or just wait it out and work on getting back to me? Hmm. This is from so a guy. They're in that, they're I love in that, that guys are writing in. They're in that break, though, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to the young man who wrote this because we don't get a lot of guys who write in. But they're in that break period you talked right. about, the yeah. break before breakup or the break was. before was they it? get back. Yeah, the prelude, the prelude to the breakup break. I think that's <laughs> what this is. <laughs> this is what I think. They're on a break right now. Uh-huh. And he's still thinking about her enough to listen to dead ass podcast and write in. Mm-hmm. That means he misses her. Oh, and he probably wants a relationship. So I would say work towards it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you care this much to write in and try to seek advice, that means there's something in your heart is saying this person matters to me. There's something right. special. And there's value matter, here. Work towards it. Yeah. Well, what about what he said, um, Melissa, where he said that he just doesn't want to like mess things up. Do you feel like maybe they'd be better off as friends, or how? What, what are you getting from that when he talks about like? Wanting to be together, but not wanting to mess things up because they're good now that right. they're in a, on a break. Right. Well, it sounds to me that that he cares about her no matter what, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, they're together or they're not together and that she is someone who brings value to his life and that he wants her to be a part of his life, either it's in a relationship or a, as friends. And one thing that we talked about earlier is that friendship is so important. So if there is value in the friendship and that friendship can be the foundation of something more, then then go for it if that's where your heart is. I agree. Sounds good. Yeah. Great advice today, man, for yes. sure. And I mean, we try to pride ourselves on giving our, you know, two we do cents. our best. We, we do our expert. best that we can. We, we ain't no expert, we're not, but we do but, our you know, best. We had reinforcements today with Miss Melissa Dumas. Thank, Thank you, you so yes. much for having me. And if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Yes. And before we let you go, Melissa, we're at the very end, we're winding down. Um, we normally do a moment of truth mm-hmm. at the end of every episode. So after unpacking so many things today and learning so many things from you as well, we normally like to just kind of recap in like a sentence or two what uh-huh. your takeaway was. So what's right. your moment of truth, babe? Easy. I wrote it down. You it was did. A, yes. If your partner's you truth. Notes. Yes, I always take notes. Copious <laughs> notes. If your partner's truth is in line with your peace, you found a solution. Melissa Dumas. I, I Dumas, excuse me. I believe that to be the moment of truth, man. Let everybody yes, else out of whole, your relationship. Like, yeah, you see? She has a whole, and quotes. I put quotes. Yes, I put quotes. You everything. learned something from me back in college days. See, I told you to took <laughs> my take classes. So now he's I the did. one taking notes. Looking this over your shoulder. Payback. Yeah, exactly. Wanting to sit next to me and whatnot. I'll give you, I'll give you a little credit. But, um, <laughs> but no, that's a, that's that's, a great yes, one. That's what I got that's for That's a great today. one. Which is funny because it kind of spirals into what I was going to say. And it was just like, my thing was like, nobody knows you mm-hmm. more than you. Yep. Nobody was your your partner more than you do, for the most part, we would hope. Right. So outside noise, 
other opinions from just random people who may not even be invested. If you were to do that, speak to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally haven't been to a therapist yet. Deval has been just mm. a pet therapist for himself because like your, um, was it your site or your book? You you help you? That's my site. That's mm-hmm. your site. You help you. So sometimes it requires you to do the right. internal Absolutely. check-in first to make mm-hmm. sure that you're good. And then being that 100% person, being able to offer that to someone else. Yes. Um, so I think that's very important. Um, any parting words or moment of truth that you want to leave our listeners with? Yes. I would encourage you all to, uh, to live your truth, whatever that is whatever it is that you want for yourself it's your relationship your rules you get to decide what that looks like and and I think there's so much beauty in that and there's so much power in that knowing that you can say yes to this or no to that and to always keep the communication lines open between whoever it is that you're dating or in a marriage with because that's so important yes. you know we always feel we we resent you know we resentment starts to build when we take away the choice from somebody else so leave your spouse or your significant other with the choice and you communicate your choice with that person as well. So That's keep the I'm lines of communication about. open always. I'm talking about Melissa. Well, can so you tell us where to this. find you? Yeah, yeah Leave absolutely. Your IG handles, let us your, know. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. Sure. So my private practice is you help you, and that is the letter U, the word help, and then the word Y O U, and um, that can be. That's my website, and it can also be found on all social media outlets. My um, my IG is Glad Tidings by Mel, which means sharing the good news. And that's where I just share daily tips about how to take better care of yourself. I'm a huge advocate of self-care. You can also find my book called The Love Challenge, 30 Days, 30 Ways to Increase the Love in Your Relationship. It's available on Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. And I brought a copy for you two today. Wow. Yay, Happy thank anniversary. You so thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yes. So you can find me on all social media thank outlets, you. IG, Twitter, um, and Facebook as well. Thank you Sounds so much for good. having me, guys. It was a pleasure no, to be here. It was it. our pleasure. Oh, and Thank she you autographed for joining it. Us. Thank you so yes. much. Oh, we have to get that business card. Thank you for joining us today. We yes, really absolutely. appreciate you. And I think that uh, there will be a lot of takeaways from this. I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what the listeners have to say about today's episode, particularly yes. because we get so many questions about it. So thank you so much. Be sure to follow us on social media. Um, I'm Kadeen. I am. And that's I am Deval. And subscribe to Deadass on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review and tell a friend, subscribe. Deadass. Deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. We are produced by Jackie Sojiko and Denora Pena. Our executive producer, T-Square. Our associate producers are Tribble and Kristen Torres. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns. And last but not least, we are mixed by Andy Christens. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>